Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is the Sabbath, um, April 2nd, 2022. <laughs> Do I have any announcements before we start this um, session? The only announcements I have are uh, two. Number one, I am still working on um, how the devil fools the whole world. It said, how long this is taking, but the anticipation is going to be well worth the wait. Okay, that's one. And number two, I am on three platforms and still working on other platforms as they become available, I will announce. And that is um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Okay. I also want to tell you that um, this is the third thing. Next week, is going to be, um, y'all willing, next week is going to be <clears throat> the start of Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book of Moses. I say that now just in case I don't have enough time, but I probably will say it again because that's just how I am. <laughs> okay, um, so this is the last um, week of um, numbers. It was a very long week, pretty tedious, um, but in a good way because now we know who belongs to who and what position you're going to stay in and uh, blah, blah, blah. So this is Numbers Outline 3. And this is um, chapters 22 to 36. I put 26, but it's actually 36. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this was a long, I should have did it in four parts, but I didn't. But it's okay. It just um, put me in a position to move my behind and um, make sure <laughs> I'm on top of my stuff. You know, everything I do in regards to the scriptures is just sharpening my um, ability to understand and discern, which is not a bad thing at all. So moving on. Um, now, we understand that the children of Israel are currently still in the wilderness, which means the desert. They're still in the wilderness, and they will still be there in, until out of Deuteronomy. <laughs> I mean, they're gearing up to do battle, and I already told you last week, they're doing, you know, um, each line is putting their top person up to go to battle. They are the captains. There's the 70 elders that um, control, not control, but um, are like the police of the group. They are the, the elders. Um, and they still don't listen. You know, they don't listen. This is why ultimately, and you already know by now, and you're gonna learn in this, uh, this teaching that all of the original people that left Mizraim to go to the promised land, is going to die out. Their children is going to inherit the promised land simply because of insubordination. Mm -hmm. Being stiff-necked, not trusting and having faith in the most high, and insubordination, and greed too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is going to 
this, those things that I just mentioned to you are the forefront of why the children of Israel are in the position they're in right now in real time. Okay. We started off with chapter two, 22 to 24. Now, there's a whole bunch of, I'm just going to set the scene and then I'll explain to you. There's a whole bunch of kings in the surrounding area that do not want the children of Israel coming into their land and they're going to do anything they need to do to get rid of them. Now, understand that even before the, um, before the deluge, which is the flood, there was, um, you already know that um, angels had sex with females, regular females, and they um, begat some uh, abominations. Okay. After the flood, when Sham, Ham, Ham and, excuse me, Shem, Ham, and Japheth populated the world, there was still stuff here. There was still stuff here. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, I'm not going to tell you what book it is, because I don't want you to go to the book. But there was still stuff here. So know that in those surrounding areas, there were um, people from other nations that wasn't of um, direct Yasharel here, other, you know, abominable, abominable nations. Understand that. Okay, so chapters 22 through 24, Balak and Balaam. Who is Balak? Balak is the king of Moab, and Balaam is an evil prophet, okay? Because the Most High speaks to him, but he's still wicked. So what's, um, what's Moab? Okay, when we, when uh, in the book of Genesis, Abraham's nephew Lot, okay, remember when Sodom and Gomorrah, when the Most High uh, tore up Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, and the wife turned around and looked, and she was a pillow of salt, well, the two daughters was with, um, the two daughters was with Lot, and they had sex with Lot, they got him drunk, I already told you alcohol is the devil, they got him drunk, and they both had sex with him, and they both had children, and those children populated two nations, Moab and Ammon, okay? Now, loosely, they Abraham's nephews and Yasharel's distant cousin. I already told you, everybody's distant cousins. Everybody who walks the earth, distant cousins. Uh-huh, but not so close. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even with the other things they was messing with, yes. So understand, Moab and Ammon is the most high, the prophecy is the most high is going to get rid of Moab, Ammon, um, Edom. It's a whole bunch of it. It's in the prophets. But we're not going to go there because I don't want to sway from the prophets. Okay? Excuse me. I don't want to sway to the prophets. I want to keep moving. We're going to do the prophets at some point, And I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. So Balak is the king of Moab. Uh, Moab. And Balaam, like I said, is the evil prophet. Okay? So uh, Balak went to Balaam. Now, this is when the children of Israel is walking around because the Most High have them walking around and walking around for 40 years. Remember that because he's reprimanding them for not listening and no faith. That's why. Okay. And, and, and trying to uh, run up on, um, on um, Moses. <laughs> anyway, so... Balak went to Balaam. Balak is the king of Moab. He goes to Balaam and he tells Balaam, I want you to get rid of these children of Israel. I want you to put a curse on them. Now, remember, Balaam is an evil uh, prophet. Yes, he was a prophet because the Most High did speak with him. Uh-huh. So 
not one of the prophets of Yasharel, but he was a prophet. And I'm gonna tell you this too. The Most High said he's gonna pour his spirit out on the whole world and everybody's gonna be prophesying and dreaming dreams, everybody. However, the Most High said it a few times for his own children, but he also said that he was going to pour his spirit out and everybody's gonna be prophesying. And they have been doing that throughout the scriptures. And I'm gonna point that out when it when we get to it. Anyway, so he goes to um to Balaam. Balak goes to Balaam and he tells him to get rid of the children of Israel, put a curse on them. So um Balak, Balaam said, Well, I can't do that. I gotta consult with the most high. So the most high came to him and said, You you can't put no curse on my children because they're mine. Okay. Um, and they're blessed. So after the second time, Yah told, because he came um, two times, Balak came two times to Balaam and was offering him money to curse the children so they don't have to come into the land and invade. So after that second time, Yah came to um, Balaam and said, they're not going to be cursed. But you're going um, to go to that king because he was trying his best to woo Balaam so that he could curse the children that his loosely cousins. Anyway, so um, the Most High said, well, look, if they keep wanting to come to you so you could do a curse, I want you to do exactly what I said. So he sent the, he sent the angel to tell uh, Balaam exactly what to say to the king so that they, uh, to let that king know that nothing's going to happen to the children. So when Balak was ready to go, Balak was real happy to go to this king because the Most High didn't want him to go to the king. But he said, since you're going to go to the king, you know, I'm going to tell you what to say. So he got up and was all happy and pompous and arrogant to go see the king. And the Most High sent the angel to kill him. Yeah. Because he was happy as a clam to go over there to listen to the king to see what kind of riches and stuff he going to get. Okay, even though the most I said, I'm gonna tell you what he said, the expectation was for somebody to come to him. But he went up, saddled his little donkey, and went on to go find out what the king wanted. By the way, by going to the way to the king, an angel stood in the road. And the donkey tried to move around from the angel. Now the donkey saw the angel, but Balak didn't. Balaam didn't. Mm -mm. I already told you, animals can see spirits. Yes, they can. And that donkey saw that angel stand there with the sword. So the, the, um, there was a small little area. There was a small little area that the donkey was trying to move around so he wouldn't go past the angel and try to protect um, Balaam. So he moved around and shifted Balaam and he got hurt. And, uh, and Balaam hit the donkey. So then the angel, they went another way. The angel stood in front of the gang and it was this little corridor that had to go through. So the, so the donkey moved around and tried to, you know, get around the angel and crushed um, Balaam's leg. Ba yeah, Balaam's leg. Balaam started tearing that donkey up with his stick. And then the angel came and was getting ready to swipe Balaam with his sword and that donkey uh, bent down to the ground. You know how they bend down like they sit in? He crouched down to the ground and Balaam started going in and beating the crap out of the donkey. So the Most High unloosed the donkey's mouth. Now, I already told you that animals could talk, 
before Adam gave his power away. I'm trying to help you unlock your mind. You got to please understand this. Now you be watching all kinds of movies and you believe that um, that um, zombies is gonna take over the world. You need to believe that um, animals understand exactly what we uh, what we say, what we talking about. They know more than we do. They got more common sense. They do. Adam is the one who gave his power away, not the um, not the animals. So now the animals, everybody's cursed. Everything is cursed. Now the animals have to be subjected to Adam's children, who are a bunch of heathens that kill up the animals and all kinds of stuff for sport. I already told you in the book of Daniel and Revelation, the heathens destroy the world. We already know this. This is already scriptural and it's scientific. Go ahead, look look it up in science. That um um. All kinds of animals understand when they're getting killed. They understand. They cry. They do all kinds of stuff. They know when people are doing stuff to them. Elephants, all kinds of stuff. They know. This is science for those people in the back. Anyway, so the angel revealed himself. Uh-huh. And before the angel revealed himself, the Most High unloosed the donkey's mouth and said, haven't I been your donkey all of, you know, all my life? And would I ever do anything like this to you if there wasn't a reason? I'm just paraphrasing. And the, um, and uh, Balaam was like, no. He was saying, okay, well, why do you keep hitting me? And when he did that, the angel revealed himself and said, your donkey saved you because I'd have cut your head right off. So, um, so um, then the donkey, I guess the donkey gave him a look or whatever. I don't know, I'm ad-libbing. But then, um, then Balaam was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this and that. Yeah, uh-huh. So the angel told him, gave him this one last warning. When you get wherever you need to get, you listen to what I'm going to tell you. I don't care what nobody else is saying. You're going to listen to what I'm going to tell you. And you're going to tell Balak what I said. So Balaam was like, okay, he gets where he got to go. And then um, Balaam states to the king, because the king is like, oh, are you ready to, now Balaam, Balaam, Balaam already told Balak that he couldn't do it, but he keep giving more and more honey in a pot, meaning I'm going to give you these lands, I'm going to give you gold, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that, just get rid of the people. Balaam just kept going, well, I can't because um, the most high, he didn't know that they was blessed, but I can't. I can only do what the Most High said. He still kept bringing him other places, trying to tempt him. So Balaam states to the king, I can only say what the Most High tells me. Then he, um, he gets to Balak. The Most High delivers seven messages to Balak through Balaam. Blessings on blessings for the children of Israel. Three blessings, seven messages of prophecy in all. No one could curse Israel. Balaam left after the prophecies. So basically, he's like, I couldn't. Every instance that Balak kept putting more, making the, uh, the offer more and more sweet, Balak was like, nope. And the most high was saying, because it, it's a really long chapter, those chapters from 22 to 24, I have to shorten them. So I would just tell you that every time he asked Balaam, he just add more and more stuff. And Balaam couldn't say nothing, but I can't take this stuff anyway. I can't curse them or do anything. And every time something came out of Balaam's mouth was another blessing. <laughs> it was blessing, blessing, blessing. Then it was prophecy, meaning they're going to die. It was a prophecy. It was, like I said, 
is three blessings. Bless, 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 bless. Bless them in the field. Bless them out the field. Bless them there. Bless them there. It was full blessings. Full. And on three occasions. And then four messages, which is prophecy. It was seven, seven messages in all. The blessings was three messages. And the, the other four messages was prophecy that did not come true yet. Uh -huh. It's about obliterating those lines. I already told you. Moab, Ammon, A-M-O-N, Ammon, and um, Edom. Now, remember, Edom is Yaakul, Jacob's twin brother. And he went over there to the heathens and populated. Uh-huh. Okay. And I will talk about that later. But that whole line going to get, um, the most High going to get rid of. Anyway, now we're on chapter 25. Israel's fa uh, failure. Okay. Now they camped out in those areas. I already told you they next to um, Moab. Sexual immorality in the land of Chittim. OMG child. I already told you. Yasharel loved they sell some hoes. Now, since they could since Balak couldn't um, get Balaam to, um, to curse them, Balaam was like, well, here's a way you can do it. Send in the hoes. And that's exactly what Balak did. Balak told them hoes to go down there in that valley and seduce all Yasharel. And guess what? Once they go against their laws, guess what's going to happen? They bypassing their blessing and they're going to get it. And that's exactly what happened. These hoes. Now, sexual immorality in the land of Chittim with the Moabite, Moabite women. I didn't already told you, Balak, um, Balak and sent in the hoes. The women seduced the um, Yasharel um, to worship, bow down, and eat sacrificial food offered to the Moabite, Moabite gods, Baal Peor. Now, let me just say a piece of Baal, B-A-A-L Peor, Baal, like that. Now, if you go to the Testament of um, Solomon, which is on the platform library, you will know that he is one of the devils. You're going to keep hearing the same devils that's in the Testament of Solomon all throughout the scriptures. When I say all throughout the scriptures, I'm not joking. This is why Solomon made a testament for all his line of Yahuda, Judah, to know that there's devils and they've been here. One of them is Baal, Baal, mm -hmm, pure. That's the devil, an old devil that was down here way before Adam came. <laughs> they even tell, um, one of the uh, female spirits even tell Solomon, oh yeah, we're going to get you too. And then the people who worship us, they're going to let us go and we're going to roam the land and rule y'all like we've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So after the, um, after the children of Israel was whoring with the hoes, y'all told Moses to kill the leaders of the what up women. Y'all told Mo Moses to kill the leaders. Oh, yes. Um, of Yasharel, the ones who brought the, the heathen women into the camp. Okay. The Midianite women did it. And the Moabite woman came up in there sashaying and, and, and start fornicating with the men of the camp. Okay. So um, one of them had a nerve to bring a, a Midianite woman in there and they were sashaying and canoodling in front of everybody. 
Oh, yes, they were. Talk about audacity. Okay. And um, um, Aaron's grandson took a javelin, which is a spear, and stuck it in between his brethren and the hoe, killed both of them. And this right here, for him doing that, is stop a plague. Because most of I said, oh, y'all want to keep messing with these hoes? I'm gonna put a plague in the whole camp. Now let me put let me let me put a little dot in that for a minute. Let me put a little pin in that. If one of Yasharel messes up, the whole camp gets it. I'm gonna say it again. If one of Yasharel, one individual messes up, then the whole camp gets it. And I'm gonna say this in real time. If one of Yasharel, especially in Yahuda, mess up, does it not reflect on the whole Yahuda? Yes, it does. In real time. You, you know it does. One thing happened and it ripples. This is not a coincidence. It happens in the circle. I already told you the children of Israel is everything. Everything is contingent on the children of Israel from way back then and now. Understand that. Because when we start moving on, you're going to see some and hear some incredible things. Trust me and understand what the scriptures are saying because they're not lying. Back then, one person brought somebody in front of the whole camp, even though, you know, the holes left. But somebody had the nerve to bring somebody that was a heathen into the camp. And the Most High made everybody sick until one of Aaron, who was the, the priest, one of Aaron's grandchildren, took a javelin which is a spear and kill both of them on a spot. And, you, and I'm gonna tell you what the most high said. The most high said, I'm gonna bless his whole line for loving me and respecting me enough. And you know, this is loosely translated for loving me and respecting me enough to get rid of this hoe and this heathen acting man. Uh-huh. And then I'm gonna lift the curse. I'm gonna lift it. You know how many people died that night? 24,000 people died of the plague for messing with the hoes. This is how much the Most High don't want you messing with hoes. And what are the children doing now? Messing with hoes. I told you the devil is grabbing his last cards. He know he ain't gonna, um, his, his time is um, limited. He knows this. And he's still running around here. Child, look at what's happening to you now. Turn on the TV and tell me what you see. You know what's going on. Now, we on chapter 26. That was 25. Now we on chapter 26, which is another census type of numbering. Okay. So Yah told Moses to take another census of all the count, the camp, excuse me, on the men 20 years old or more, totally from all lines were 601,730. Okay, that's the men. The most high allotted the land. Remember, they planning and planning and getting the land together. Uh, they doing all of this planning before they go in there and get them people out. See, you see how sure everybody is? That's faith. You see how sure when the most I say, yeah, you're going to go in there, you're going to get rid of these people and all this land going to be yours. You're going to do this, you gonna do this before they got in there. That's faith. That's what you got to have. And I already told you from last week, 10 people came back and said, oh, we can't do it. So now you insulting the most high and you saying you can't go in there with the most high? This is why, this is why he's building their faith. The most high don't do stuff willy nilly. He's going to build you. He's going to test you and try you. 
Oh, you're going to be where he said you are, whether you like it or not. Okay? And if you don't know that, you better check Joan in the well, because you're going to do the most high's will. Yes, you are. Now, so, all right. So um, the most high allotted the land by inheritance based on the number of mains, the larger with the larger groups, smaller with the smaller groups, and uh, let me give you an explanation with, of that. Blah. Let me give you an explanation of what that means. The larger the camp or the larger the line within um, Yasharel, because remember, there's 12 lines. If they had only two or three people in their family, they only got a little bit of land. If they had multitudes of people in their family, then they got a larger uh, plot of land. That's what I mean by that. Okay. Um, the Levites, a month old up. Um, the Levites that was a month old and up was 23,000. Remember, I already told you 601,730 was the 11 lines. Levi's line was 23,000, which was the men of 20 years and older. I already told you. But for the Levites, a month and older, remember, they serve the most high. That's their lot. Now, through tithing, is for the Levites. The Levites got everything through tithing, meaning the offering from the rest of the lines given to them. That's they tithing. So I don't know what's going on with these churches and do, oh, you're supposed to tithe and buy another building and all that. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You are understanding right now what tithing means. Anyway, so everyone else died in the will. Oh, I just want you to notice just Everyone else died in the wilderness except for Caleb and Joshua, who they is the real name is Yahshua. Because mm -hmm. Yahshua's name is closer to Joshua than Jesus. I don't know where Jesus came from. You'd be better off just saying Joshua. I already know the devil fools the whole world, and that's what it is. But remember, I already said this in the beginning that um, only Caleb and Joshua with the younger people. Make it to the promised land, just the FYI. Okay, so, all right, now we're on 27th, the inheritance and Joshua. If a man dies and has no son, now listen to this because I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna say it now and I'm gonna say it again. Inheritance and Joshua. Remember, the Most High is has Moses divvying up all the land that they get ready to take in Canaan and the surrounding area. The Most High is telling them, you're going to have this, you're going to have that. So there's some lines, which is in the line of um, Joseph, that they didn't have no sons. Remember, the sons are everything, okay? The women is the icing on the cake. The sons is everything. So there was a, it's not a controversy, but just a concern. Because one of um, Yasharel only had daughters. So what are the daughters going to do? They was concerned. They was like, well, my father ain't had no sons. This is the, um, the line of um, um, Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, not Joseph. You already know, no J's. Anyway, and they was like, well, um, you know, what are we going to do? So the Most High told Moses what to tell everybody. And this is what he said. If a man dies, this is about, um, this is about, inheritance in the land if a man dies and has no son give give to the daughter if no daughter give to the man's brothers if no brothers give to the father's brothers if no father if the 
father had no brothers, give to the nearest relative or his line may possess it. This is the law of the Most High. Land stays within the line of Israel, okay? To take other people's land. Remember what I said. Everything the Most High says, a law, precept, statute, and command, and a prophecy. If the, more, if the Most High, before he even said it, if the Most High said, don't take nobody's land, damn it, don't take nobody's land. I'm going to tell you this. In the book of Jubilees, the line of Ham was stealing Shem's land. Were they not sinning? Yes, they was. And we ain't going to go into that because I'm not in the book of Jubilees, but I want you to know that. And make sure you know that. I want that to be in the back of your mind simply because people are going to keep stealing land. Now, I already told you, the Most High said, do not let nobody take nobody else's land. Your land that I gave you is supposed to stay in your line. Nobody's supposed to take it. Okay. The Most High tells Moses to look at the promised land and then someone will take over his duties because he's not going to the, um, to the other land for insubordination. So Joshua is going to take over the Most High told um, Moses, now Moses is still alive. Most High told Moses, I'm going to take a piece of the spirit of leadership and I'm going to put it on Joshua. So he took that spirit of leadership and he put a piece on Joshua. Now, let me just stop some. I already told you, everything is governed by spirits. Everything we do is governed by spirits. I already said that. It's already a, a lesson. You can upload more than one lesson I do. Everything is governed by spirits. What the most I said? I'm going to put the spirit of leadership on Joe. I mean, on Joshua. Now, now I'm going to put a pin in there and then we're going to move forward. Was there not a spirit of bondage on the children of Israel? If the children of Israel could go and decimate an area, when I say they decimated, I mean they tore everything down. Everything, trees, shrub, plants, they tore a building, they burnt it down, they killed everybody. That was a spirit. The Most High said, vengeance is mine. The vengeance spirit, okay? Now, if you want me to do another, I couldn't possibly, let me just say, I couldn't possibly give you every spirit that takes over. Number one, I don't know every spirit. Number two, the ones I do know is too many. Okay, it's too many. The most high said multitudes. Who can count multitudes? Only the most high. It's like the strands of your head. Can you count the strands of your head? I mean, the hair on your head? The strands of hair on your head? Can you? No. That's how many spirits there are. Wicked and um, righteous. So the spirit of leadership, the most high, put some on Joshua. There was a spirit of bondage in Egypt. There was a spirit of bondage when uh, Yasharel, which is Yahuda, was um, sent to the four corners of the globe in bondage. How do we know it's a spirit? Because it lasted for 400 years. Who in the whole history stays in bondage for 400 years? Who? You might stay in bondage for 20 or 30 years. You might stay in bondage for 10 years, but then the people are going to revolt and it's going to be a problem. They couldn't do it because it was a spirit on it. The most high is the father of spirits. And he said what he said, I need you to understand and unlock your mind from this human existence and get to know who you are beyond this code. I need you to open your mind 
and hear what I'm saying in regards to spirits because you are a spirit in a coat. That's what you are, okay? You need to understand that spirits was here. They've been here. They're here now. They work and stuff. And you are a pawn in the spiritual realm. That's what you are. Until you understand who you are and you're able to get your power. That's what I'm saying. And I'm gonna do a lesson on power, baby. It's about spiritual power. It's not about this frivolous earthly power because the most high already did all of this before the foundation of the world. I already told you he's not talking about this no more. He's talking about the next world. You need to wake up here. If you don't wake up here, you're not gonna make it over here. Understand that. Now, I'm on 28 and 29, the offerings to the Most High. Now, the Most High is making people, his children, understand what they need to do before they get to the promised land. You need to do everything I um, told you here so that you can get ready to do that. It's kind of like um, here to the next world. It's kind of like he's trying to exercise you and try you here so that you can have your reservation to the next um to the next world. This is what's happening with the children of Israel. Before I tell you to go and lead you over to the promised land, you need to get yourself together and get yourself in a position to do what you need to do in the promised land. That's the same thing that's gonna happen um, now. I already told you everything works in a circle. So now, 28 and 29, the offerings. The Most High informed Moses to tell the children of Israel to prepare the appointed times Full offerings with oil, drink, fermented lamb, and Sabbath offerings, monthly offerings, Passover, Festival of Weeks, Festival of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, Festival of Tabernacles, all pleasing to the Most High, specifically as directed, and make sure to do the appropriate days and dates accordingly. Now, this is before they get into the promised land. I already told you there's certain things that we can't, um, we already understand in Yasharel, there are um, seasons where you do offerings and festivals. We have that. We don't have these holidays. The holidays that people, that the devil then threw out there. I already did the, um, I already did one of those lessons on, the, um, on time and uh, dates. Now we have um, offer, um, you know, uh, festival dates. The most I said, and you better start doing them when you get to that promised land. Remember, he's putting them in a position. Don't forget when you get over there. And I want specific things done on the appropriate days. And you do what I say. Okay. Now, chapter 30 is the vows. Now, there's certain vows that you must abide by. And the Most High is going to get that straight before they get to the land of promise. Now, let me give you an, a little bit of explana um, explanation of what a vow is, a promise. That's what, that's what it is. Keep your promises. That's what the Most High is saying. Keep your promises. Yasharel is supposed to keep your promise. And I'm going to put a little pen in there and I'm going to say this. Men are not supposed to be writing uh, deeds and uh, promissory notes because their word is supposed to be their bond. I'm going to say it again. You wasn't supposed to write with pen. And this is scripture, what I'm getting ready to say. It's not in the Bible. This is scripture. This is a spirit saying to um, one of the children. Um, they're not supposed to be writing um, with paper and pen. Your word is supposed to be your bond. This is what the child, This is what the Most High is telling the children. Understand that. We're doing stuff. The devil is making you do stuff and then acclimating you into stuff when you're born understand that when you're born you're in bondage 
because you're in the land of your captivity, people in the United States and all over the world that Yahuda was sent to. Everything you do is a lie. I already told you, watch that movie, The Matrix. I already said it. Everything you do, everything you know is a lie. And I need to unlock your mind so that you can have a solid foundation, a real foundation, a true foundation. And the truth hurts. So you need to unlock and open up your mind and get rid of all of the junk and the lies that you was taught. Now, we're going to move forward. The vows, which are promises. The expectation to the children of Yasharel is to keep the promises and vows that they made to the Most High. Okay? If a woman makes a pledge to the Most High and her father says nothing to uh, forbid her, like if she dedicate herself or dedicate some to the Most High and her father didn't say nothing, then she's supposed to keep the vow. Okay? And this vow will stand. But if the father forbids her, when the pledge is, if he's in there and the pledge, she's making a pledge to the Most High and the father said, no, you can't do that. Your obligation is to me. Then the Most High says, yes, your obligation is to your father because men are the closest to the Most High. What did I say? The men are the closest to the Most High. Yasharel is the closest to the Most High. What did, um, child, I ain't even gonna go into it. I was gonna quote old scripture and new scripture, but I'm gonna say this. Yasharel is the closest to the Most High. Yahshua said it in the New Testament. The Most High said it too in the beginning, but um, Yahshua said it, okay? You are in me, I am in the Most High. Did he say it in any other, um, any other uh, New Testament book that um, Yahrahu, excuse me, Shaul wrote? No, he wrote, he said this in one of either Peter, James, um, Peter, James, or um, John. He said it in those books. He didn't say it in 1 Corinthians. He didn't say it in any of those books. He said it in one of those books I named because those books are strictly for Yasharal. The other books, this is what I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. Paul Shaul wrote a lot of uh, Cephas. The, um, the heathen gathered them up and put most of the Cephas of Paul in the New Testament. Aside from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> Aside from that, even though they ain't their names. The ones that are just strictly for Yasharel, with the exception of Hebrews, because Paul wrote that, it has different stuff in there. This, the Most High made sure it was that, even though the devil was still tampering, the Most High made sure he got his point across. I already told you, the Most High is going to get his point across no matter what the devil does. And I already read that to you in my platform library in the book Enoch. So back to the vows. The Most High is telling um, the females and the males, you already know if you make a vow, if the male makes a vow, you better keep that vow. It's nothing that's uh, supposed to make you break the vow. However, with the females, because the males are over the females, I already told you it's the curse in Genesis. The male is over the female. If the husband or the father says no, then it's null and void because the man is over the woman. I already told you about the curse. When the devil did what he did, everybody's cursed. Adam's line's cursed, Eve's line's cursed, the devil's line's cursed, the earth's cursed, everything's cursed. I already, I already said that. So now we on chapter 31. 
Revenge of the Midianites. Oh, Lord. Now they want to fight. I'm not saying Lord at the most high. I'm just saying. Um, chapter 31, Revenge of the Midianites. I already told you that Moab came in and they start fighting with Moab. Now Midian. These are the surrounding areas of Canaan. Canaan. So now the Most High instructed Moses to take vengeance on the Midianites and gather Yasharel together for war. 12,000 men went to war, 1,000 men from each line within the nation. Men, the men were instructed to kill everybody. Everybody. And I'm going to say it again, everybody. And I say that because they ain't going to listen. One of the Levitical priests accompanied the regiment. Aaron's grandson, Phineas. Five kings of Midian were killed along with Balaam, the one who, uh, the evil prophet, he got killed, okay? He got killed with the sword. The children of Yasharel took the people as plunder. Listen to what I'm saying, because what did the most I say? Kill everybody. And what did they do? They didn't do it. They took the people as plunder, but bury, oh, excuse me, but burned down the town and kept all the goods that were there and took them back to the camp where Yasharel was. Moses got angry and told them that the women was wicked. Why are you bringing these holes in the camp? He brought, they brought the holes and the children of the holes in the camp. And Moses got pissed. He was like, didn't I say kill everybody? They were the ones causing the sin by plotting against you. Moses said, kill all the boys and the hoes who plotted to kill, um, to kill you and, and um, bypass your blessing, but keep all the, the virgins. That's what he said, the young ones, the young virgins, like 10 years old, five years old, six years old, the young virgins. Not nobody you had to take care of, but um, probably 10 and up, virgins, young. Because remember, back then, they married you young. So I don't know. They doesn't give a spe specific age. But they wasn't grown because um, Moses said, kill all the women. So if you wasn't considered a woman, you were a child. So the children, but not babies, females. All the men. I don't care if it's a little boy. Kill them all. That's what the most I say. Okay. And then whoever killed, whoever murdered somebody, whoever killed somebody in war, you was unclean for seven days. You was unclean for seven days. <laughs> I heard you, girl. So the third and the fourth day, we already understand this by the laws that the Most High gave. The third and the seventh day, you have to purify yourself. These are the people that went out to war. Your captors. Um, and all the porous items, porous mean wood, leather, um, goat hair. What does porous mean? Everything that can breathe, okay? A goat was able to breathe. It can get molded. Things can happen to it. A piece of wood can breathe. It can also get molded. This is, this is what porous is. It breathes. It can breathe, okay? So, um, 
Eleazar instructed, so Eleazar is the line of the priests, Levi, uh, Levites, Aaron's grandson. Um, I'm sorry, Aaron's son, Eleazar, sorry. Um, instructed the men to make sure that all items must be purified. You can't give, I already said, this is all law. Now we're going to keep going back to the law. You cannot give the most high nothing that's not consecrated and purified. That's why they had to do it. Even you coming in the camp, Yasharel, if you kill somebody, the law is you are unclean. You must clean yourself on the clean yourself that day. Stay outside the camp for seven days. Clean yourself up and consecrate yourself on the third day. Again, outside the camp. And then clean yourself up on the seventh day outside the camp. And then at the end of that day, you could come in the camp. That's how intricate it was. Okay, so that's what they did. Consecrate everything. Burn it. The silver, the gold, the bronze, the lead, the iron, the tin. Burn it. Whatever that couldn't be burned and wouldn't last in the fire, then you purify it with water. What do I mean by burn it? Get all of the eat. You already know all these people, they worship devils. I already told you, Baal Peor. They worship devils. The most high don't want nothing touching him that's tough touching lower level de devils. So you must burn it to purify it and consecrate it. And I'm gonna put a little a little little stamp in that too, a little dot. That's what he's doing to his children too. Purifying them. Mm -hmm. He's purifying them so that they can be with him. Because we groveling in the dirt. That's what we doing. And you must be purified by being tried. The Most High said he's going to purify you like gold. What are they doing to this gold? Burning it. So they could boil it down and get all the impurities out. Is that fun? No. Pricking your heart. Making you, making you go through the fire. Um, metaphorically. Making you go through the fire. That ain't fun at all. But he going to get you to a point that there ain't no sin in you. And you're going to walk with the most high. This is why he's saying what he's saying. So everything must be purified by fire or water. <laughs> so if you cannot withstand the fire, it must be washed and purified by water. Everything. Now we're on 32. The tribes of east, excuse me, tribes east of the Jordan. Now. The Reubenites and the Gadites, Reuben and Gad, the original brothers of the 12, their lines, so that's why they call them Reubenites and Gadites, who had a very large um, flocks and herds. That means they had a whole bunch of cows, they had a whole bunch of um, goats, um, they had a whole bunch of sheep, they have all of that, all of that, more than everybody. They wanted to stay on a certain part of the land and not go to Canaan. So this is what's happening. They were and took them back to me. Um, where am I? Sorry, 32. Sorry, the Reubenites and the Gadites who had very large herds and flocks wanted to stay in the land of, what's that? Jazer, J-A-Z-E-R, and Galead. Galeed, G-I-L-E-A-D, Galeed. And they went to Moses and Eleazar, Eleazar is the, um, the um, Levites, and asked if they could stay there. That's where they are right now. 
they did not want to cross the Jordan and go over to the promised land, not because they didn't want to be there, but because they had too much flocks and they thought that the area that they was in was good for the flocks that they had because they had more flocks and herd than anybody. Moses said that they must keep their promise to the most high and go to the land that was promised to them. They said, we don't have a problem with that, but we have too much herds and stuff. So if we gird ourselves up and go to fight with our brethren over there to get them heathens out the land that the most high promised us, can we keep this part over here? So, um, uh, you already know Moses um, went to the Most High, and he said, um, mm, so when it was time to fight, they would go to war. Where am I? Where am I? 32? Okay. Go to war, but leave their families and livestock there so they could come back and live there after the war. And Moses okayed the request. And as long as they, the promise to go over there and fight was kept, okay? Moses gave the orders to Eleazar and Joshua and every family had that if the Gadites and Reubenites sued up for battle with them before the Most High, when the land is subdued before them, they must give them the land of Gilead, Gilead for their possession. But if they didn't cross over with you and fight, they must accept their possession with you in Canaan, per the promise and vow of the Most High. Moses then provided the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, which is Joseph's son, those lands they requested. Now, the deal was for them, two and a half um, tribes, you go over there and you get them heathens out that land. You go and you fight and you decimate that whole land because the land is yours. Now, when you do that, then you can, you can have a peace on the other side. But if you don't go over there and help your brethren, get them heathens out of there, you're going to go where we tell you to go. So they say, yes, we're going to go over there. We're going to fight, but we're going to leave our... Uh, families here and we're going to leave our flocks here and we're going to go over there and fight and tear them people up. That was the vow. Remember, do not break your vow to the most high. And don't forget these vows because these promises you already promised before the foundation of the world and you just doing stuff willy-nilly. This is why Yasharel as a whole is falling, just being destroyed because the most high said, I'm going to get all you rebels. Uh-huh. It's only going to be a um, remnant. This is why somebody could walk down the street. I'm going to always say that. Somebody could walk down the street and do anything to you and nobody care. Because you bypassing your blessings. Now, I'm on 33. The review of the journey. The review of the stages of the journey of Yasharel when they came out of Egypt. This is, this is a review of what happened to them. When they first came out of Mizraim, I already told you, which means bondage. Now people renaming it and calling it Egypt. What I say, the devil fools the whole world. So um, he's giving you a review. Uh, Moses is giving you a review of everything they've been through. Now, 
it was too long for me to be put in child. I, it could take up this whole board by itself. So I'm just going to um, give you a little piece. I already told you, you know, this is the scriptural cliff notes. I already uploaded the book of numbers. If you don't understand what I'm saying, re-listen um, re to it. And that's the purpose, to re-listen to it and acquaint yourself with the word. You need the word inside of you. You need to know the word because when the devil comes, you need to decipher that it's the devil. And number two, combat it with, with the words of your own from the most high. Enough is enough. You heard enough, you experienced enough, you got too much stress and negativity inside you and now it's time to combat it. I am teaching you how to combat it by giving you the words, by giving you these lessons. That's how you combat it. Now, this is the journey. Now, what is this, 33? Okay, 33. A review of the stages of the journey of Yasharal, where they came from, Adam Mizraim, AKA Egypt, by divisions under the leadership of Moses and Aaron through the Most High. The Most High commanded Moses to record the stages of the journey. Within the 40 years they've been camped in and around the wilderness, I already told you in the desert, at different places, were a total of 44 places they went to. <laughs> places within circles, for 40 years, Moses advises Yashorel that if they do not drive out all of the previous inhabitants, then they will be in, they will be constant. If you don't drive out the inhabitants, then the inhabitants is gonna be a constant pain in your butt. Always giving you trouble. The Most High says, if you don't drive them out, I'm gonna do to you what I did to them. What did the Most High say? You don't drive these heathens out of here. What I'm going to do to them is totally decimate them using you. I'm going to do that to you. What's happening? You already know they didn't listen. What's happening? Everybody's a pain in Yashabal's behind. Everybody. Okay. That's the warning. Now the boundaries of Canaan. What's this, 34? Okay. The boundaries of Canaan. The land that is divided up to Yasharel, the Most High says to Moses, command Yasharel and advise them when they enter Canaan, the land will be allotted to them as an inheritance. And certain boundaries will exist. The Most High provided the names of the boundaries and borders from the south, the west, the north, and the east. That's how he did it. Given to the nine and a half tribes because the two and a half were on the other side, Reuben, Gad, and half of Manasseh, east of the Jordan, across from Jericho. Understand the ge ge geographical places where they were put simply because the devil fools the whole world and they don't know that now. They bamboozling people now, telling you where Israel is this and Israel is that, when it ain't the truth. Understand that? The Most High told Moses who were to be assigned the land by name of each line for an inheritance. One appointed leader from each tribe to help assign the land, okay? So all this stuff is happening in the wilderness so they can prepare for going over there and killing the people. 
Chapter 35, special cities for the Levites, because you know the Most High is not going to leave the Levites out. Chapter 35, towns for the Levites. On the plains of Moab by the Jordan, across from Jericho, the Most High said to command Yasharel to give the Levites towns to live in from their inheritance. Okay, that's their tithe. Yasharel possesses. Give them past the lands around the towns. Then they will have to live in a pasture land for the cattle they own, all their other women. Then they will have to live in and pasture the cattle that they have and all the rest of the animals. So they're supposed to live on the outskirts of Yasharel. Okay, the pasture lands around the towns will extend a thousand cubits. I'm gonna tell you what a cubit is in a minute. From the town wall outside the town, measuring 2,000 cubits on the east side, 2,000 on the south side, 2,000 on the west side, 2,000 on the north, excuse me, with the town in the center. They will have this area as pasture land for the towns. Six towns that you give to the Levites will be towns of refuge. I'm gonna tell you what it means in a minute. To which a person who has committed murder, someone could flee. Now, when I say murder, I mean by accident, not by deliberate murder. Because if you murder deliberate, remember an eye for eye. A 242. Two. That's the law. But if you make a mistake for whatever reason, however it happens, and it's a um, and you kill somebody by mistake, then they could run to that land. Because naturally, if you kill somebody, somebody else in their family is coming after you. So these lands that they come run to for refuge, they're supposed to stay there and not go nowhere else, or else they're gonna get killed by the people they killed. You understand that. In addition, give them 42 other towns, in total 48 towns with their pastor lands. The Most High says, from your allotted lands, have lands of refuge, so that if people accidentally kill someone, they can go to these six towns, three on both sides of the Jordan and Canaan side, all murderers are to be put to death an eye for eye. If you murdering somebody and you um, you know you're going to murder somebody and you have plans premeditated, you're going to be put to death for killing somebody because the most I say you don't kill your brethren. But if a mistake happens, then you can go to the town of refuge because they know you didn't do it um, out of spite. They know it wasn't premeditated. That's why the most I said it. Is the most high not perfect? Yes, he is. He knows people make up, gonna make mistakes. He already knows that. Go to my lesson, sinners and saints. We all sinners. We make mistakes. Okay. Anyway, special stipulations apply to accidents that cause death. Do not pollute. This is the most high saying. Do not pollute the land where you are. Bloodshed pollutes the land, and a Oh, and atonement can't be made for the land on which the blood has been shed, except by the blood of the one who shed it. 
Do not defile the land where you are. Excuse me. Do not defile the land where you live and where the Most High dwells, says the Most High. He dwells among Yasharel. Now, what is a cubit? 45.72 centimeters. 1,000 cubits is 1,500 square feet. 2,000 cubits is 3,000 square feet. So that's what they're supposed to give um, the Levites. Wherever towns they do, this is all tithes. Wherever towns they do, and they're supposed to give them that. Now I'm on 36. Wow, I didn't think I was going to do this in one take. I'm glad I can. Okay, now we're on 36, which is the last um, uh, section of this this um, book 36 marriage and inheritance inheritance now this is where this is where like chapter seven i was talking about okay uh joseph's descendants in that line there was a one of the son or descendants of joseph that had nothing but daughters and i already told you the land was divvied up by lot for all the sons. Everything is contingent on the son. The women is just the icing on the cake. I already told you. Okay, this is where this is where the concern comes in. In the inheritance, okay, and this is uh ugh, this crazy name. Um, Zeal Fohad's daughters, which is the line of um Joseph. He died in the wilderness for not listening to the most high. You already know, so he left all these daughters. The concern was. Because there was no sons, there was a wonder if the daughters would get land, because all the sons is getting land everywhere, all the lines is getting land. It was found that they would get land because they took this to the most high. Moses took it to the most high. However, since they were to get um, older, they're young now. They don't, you know, they can't get no land, they under somebody else's land. But they will be a lot of land, the most high said. When they get older and they get married. The wonder was um, if somebody outside the line, remember, there's 12 lines within the um, nation of Yasharel. Now, this is where it gets kind of muddy, and this is where people take it and run somewhere else. Within that line, within those 12 lines, you can marry somebody from your own line. Like somebody in the tribe of Judah can uh, marry somebody else in the tribe of Judah. However, if somebody from the tribe of Judah try to um, go and marry somebody from the tribe of Reuben or whoever, and it's a woman of Reuben or it's a woman of um, Joseph. Um, no, yes, is a woman of Judah or a woman of Joseph. The children fall in to the line of Yahuda if it's a man. But when it comes down to the land, you shall not take nobody else's land the people in the lot in their individual lines must keep their own lands. This is a law. So this was the concern because if the children of Joseph in this one particular family, if they marry somebody outside, then the people are gonna take the land. Because um, how it how it works is the man takes over. If I had land, and it, it used to be like that back in the days, but in Yasharel, it still stands because the most high don't change. But if you say like you was rich and you was the only daughter or you only had daughters and you was um, the, the um, oldest daughter, whoever you marry is going to take over that. Whatever man's coming in, they taking over it. Now, it ain't like that now. 
But that's how it is with Yahshua. So the concern was, all right, it's a bunch of daughters here. What are we supposed to do? Because once we get older and we get married, our husbands is going to take whatever it is. So the most I said, but still in Yasharel would in her inherit the land. And they brought this concern to the most high through Moses. And Moses, um, and the most high said through Moses that the daughters must marry people within their own line so that they can keep their inheritance within their own familial line and they will not lose it. They are not to marry anyone from any other line. No land must be given outside anyone's line. That's the law, okay? The law is for everybody. Do not take somebody else's land. That's against the law. Have the children um, or by, by any, anybody, Ham, Shem, Japheth, were they stealing land? Yes, Ham and Shem were. Uh-huh, they were against the law. Yep, they were. Ham started it. Ham, child, I ain't gonna get into it, but I will be doing a lesson. But yes, they stole. So the most High said, do not steal nobody else's land now. Don't take nobody else's land. And what did they do? To this day, land is stolen. That's why you don't know who's what, where. These maps and all that stuff is a lie of the devil. All the maps has changed. They upside down. They change. They move landlines. They move land um, uh, markers. They did everything. The devil, the, <laughs> when I say the devil fools the whole world in every way possible, geographically, biologically, the devil is fooling the whole world. Everybody. And like I said, I will be doing that lesson, but the lesson's probably gonna be two parts because the lesson is huge because I'm gonna touch on everything. I can't give you every piece of everything, but I'm gonna I'm I'm do it like I'm doing these cliff notes and I'm gonna give you the very um, strong points of how it is and you can use your imagination for everything else. Now I am finished with this lesson. And if you have any questions or concerns, I will, I will say this, I will say this, and I'm going to say this in regards to chapter 36 again, because this is how important it is. Land is supposed to stay within the line of each group. Their lines are the inheritance of their ancestors. At this time, nobody in Yasharel is in the land that they was promised. At this time. Okay, that's scriptural. It's biological. It's scientific. It's all of that. And people are fool, and they really believe a lie. The most high God, um, he said he sent, he sent out a strong delusion and the devil is um, bamboozling you too. So you're getting bamboozled spiritually from both sides. How are you to break through that, um, that spiritual bamboozling? Walk in the word of the most high. I already told you the devil fools the whole world except the very elect. Why is he not fooling the elect? Because the most high is dealing with them. Walk in his word, drink his word, meditate on his word, sleep on his word, stand on his word, fight with his word. Yes. Knock on the door and it will be open for you because you're looking for him. The only way you can look for him is he came to you first. I am not saying this out of my behind. I am telling you because time is running out. Hunty, we are in those, um, the path of the devil showing himself, the false prophet. And the beast. Oh, we in the path, honey. We are, like I said, 
We in the train and the caboose is on fire and it's moving up to the front of the train. And it, the train is going towards hell. What you going to do about it? Okay. The most high is sending people to ring the bell. He said he going to pour his spirit out and people going to be prophesying. Why are they going to do that? Because they telling you what you're doing is wrong and wake the heck up. These people who are talking about, oh, I'm woke. Oh, no. They're not spiritually open. They're just not distracted. People, everybody's going to see everything because the most high said the truth is going to be revealed. You're going to be able to see the truth simply because you're not distracted. It doesn't mean that you're spiritually open and aware. That's two different things. The people that spiritually open and aware is trying to tell you the truth and the truth hurts. That truth is not easy. It's going to prick your heart. It's going to burn you. Just like the most high said, he's going to put you through the fire and make you like gold. People don't like to be burned. And they don't want their hearts pricked and they don't want their foundations rattled and torn apart. But it has to be in order for you to be on the right path. You got to go through hell and high water to get on the right path. It says that in the book of Ezra. You have to. The Most High is making everybody go through it. And the devil's fooling the whole world, even his own children and his own followers. The, uh, one of the devils said that in the, um, in the Apocalypse of Barnabas excuse me, Bartholomew, in the apocalypse of Bartholomew. He says this. He, they fool their own people. They don't do nothing for them. That's what the devil, um, the de one of the devils said. And I'm telling you, the devil does not like you. He doesn't like flesh. He doesn't like your soul. He did, never wanted you to be here. He doesn't like you and he uses your flesh like dung and he um, confuses you and confounds your mind. That's where the, um, the war is. It's in your mind, baby. You can't fight if you don't have the tools. This is why I'm trying to tell you I'm ringing the bell in every way possible. Yes, I am happy to do the most high's work. Yeah, I'm gonna keep ringing that bell for as long as I can. Praise your hallelujah. You need to open your mind and get all the junk that you learned since you was born out, okay? And the only way you're gonna do it is discover who you really are behind this fleshly coat because the devil rules the fleshly coat. This is why the war is between the spirit and the flesh because the devil is jumping all over your flesh. This is why you don't have no control. But the spirit who animates you is trying to reason with you to get your consciousness to see what the heck is going on. And this is the spiritual battle since you was born. So with this information, I need you to open your mind. If you got to listen to this 50 times, listen to it so that the most high can get to you. So I will ask, is there any questions or concerns during this lesson? If you have any questions, I will answer the questions right now. If you don't, you can always listen to this lesson and upload the question. I will be happy to answer the question. If you don't want me to um, answer the question on air, you can ask me the question off air. <laughs> you can still, you know, send me the question and I will answer the question. Give me some um, uh, email or whatever, or I could give you a number to call me direct and I will answer the question. With that, I will say, I hope that this message edified you. And until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, 
please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening. Thank you.